Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. So our usual daily mass crowd here might notice we've got some additional faces with us this morning. Our Sacred Heart School staff is with us this morning for mass before they have a day-long uh, staff meeting, getting ready for the year, and I know it's not incense that I'm smelling. I'm like I'm getting smells of like bacon and diner food wafting from downstairs. This is a bit cruel, okay? All right, so let's dig in. This this is one of those gospels that really, really just gets in the craw of people. It, it it really like your inner child gets activated pretty intensely. I think as you read this gospel, the phrase. That's not fair, right? Kind of bubbles up. That bubbles up. Those of you who have kids, you've heard that, I'm sure, lots of times. That's not fair. Okay, so we could talk about this gospel for hours, about the generosity of God, how our concept of earthly fairness, it doesn't exactly map onto a God of limitless generosity who says, I make my rain to fall on good fields and bad fields. My sun falls on the good and bad alike, right? Our modern notions of equity, equality of outcome, all of that stuff. That's, there's a lot we could talk about, but I don't want to focus on any of that because that's actually not where the Holy Spirit drew my attention when I was praying with this gospel. Where I was drawn was just meditating on the idleness of these laborers. Just picturing them just standing there, just waiting for someone to tell them what to do. Why do you stand here idle all day? No one's hired us. We just, we're just going to stand here and pick our noses all day, I guess. In my prayer, I, I heard the Lord say, they just don't know the mission. They don't know that they have a mission. And this is where the Lord take me, took me, that this is so many Catholics in the church today. If, they were to, if, if the average Catholic was asked, what is your mission? I think the average response would be something like, uh become holy, go to heaven, be a saint, something along those lines. It's like, yeah, but also no. <laughs> yes, but no. At least, no, if you read the New Testament, it's so much more than that. It's so much more than that. All right, so basics, basics, basics. What is the church? The church is not an organization. It's a mystical organism, right? Think Pius XII, Mystici Corporis, the mystical body of Christ. The church is the body of Christ. It's his mystical body. It's the continuation of the incarnation through space and time, right? Animated by the power of the Holy Spirit. This Holy Spirit being the soul of the body of the church, right? So it's something so much more than a, a conglomeration, a big spiritual NGO, right? Pope St. Paul VI, in his encyclical Evangelii Nunciandi, he said that the church doesn't have a mission, the church is a mission. The church is missio because it is the Redeemer, the Messiah. The church is one with Christ. The church doesn't have a mission. The church is a mission because the church is one with Christ, her head. Okay, so what was Jesus' mission? You can put it this way. Why, we might ask, did he show up? The second person of the Trinity, right? The word through whom all things were made. The God who, like breathes and worlds are made. Why did that God become flesh? Why did he show up? What is he doing lying in a manger? What was he doing walking around first century Palestine? What was he doing dying on a cross? Why did he show up? 
For what purpose? To do what? Just pause right now. Answer that question in your own head. According to the scriptures, according to the Bible, 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, we hear this, that the reason the Son of Man appeared, the reason he showed up, was to tell us to be nice to each other. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's not what it says. Okay. It says, the reason the Son of Man appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. He came to confront an enemy, to defeat that enemy, to regain the world for his father. That's what the word redemption means, to regain, to gain back, to buy back. Again, you're just going to hear C.S. Lewis ad nauseum for the next year or so, but he says this, that the story of Christianity is the story of how the rightful king landed, landed in disguise. Again, what's the disguise? His humanity, his human nature, right? It's the story of how the rightful king landed, landed in disguise to reclaim what is rightfully his. And our task, until he gloriously returns, is to be agents of sabotage. Now, if you had told me that when I was like, like 12 years old, 13 years old, coming to church, thinking church was the boringest thing in the world, if someone said, hey, your job is to be an agent of sabotage, I would have been like, oh, heck yeah, it is. Sign me up today. Why? Why is that the truth? Why is that the story? Because this world isn't neutral territory. It's not neutral territory. It's enemy-occupied territory. Jesus says as much in the scriptures. Like he refers to the enemy as the prince of this world. The prince of this world. So our task as Christians, as people who have been rescued by the rescuer, is to continue his mission of rescuing others, to be agents of sabotage, to undo what the enemy has done bit by bit, person by person, situation by situation. Right? What began on Easter Sunday, which was the world's recreation, that's how all the gospel writers write about it, right? On the morning of the first day of the week, they say. Right? How many days in the first story of creation? Seven. You get through seven days and now you're in the first day of the week. It's the eighth day. It's the eighth day of creation. It's the new creation. It's a new humanity, new universe, that Jesus is creating something new. There's an inbreaking of the triune life coming into creation, reclaiming it, remaking it, reforging it. That's what is happening. That's what Jesus, is, that's what Jesus began on Easter Sunday, and that's what we're caught up into. Just to shift the image just ever so slightly here, again, from Jesus. He calls his followers to be light in this dark world, right? Salt, light, and leaven, but I'm going to focus on the light. He says, nobody lights a lamp and puts it under a bushel basket. Do you know why? Because that's stupid, right? That's stupid. That doesn't, that's not how lights work. The word that Jesus uses there for lighting a lamp, the word there is the Greek word lichnos, which a lichnos in, in the ancient world was is a little handheld oil lamp, right? A handheld oil lamp that would be lit and carried room to room, right? And placed on a stand, right? So who's the lamp? You're the lamp. Who's the hand? Jesus is the hand. What's the house? What's the world? What's the stand? It's wherever you happen to be. For our teachers, it's your classroom. For the rest of us, it's wherever you happen to be. And I would add this, that none of us happen to be anywhere. Like wherever you are, it's, you're there because of divine providence. We are surrounded by who we're surrounded with, by divine providence. 
those particular people that the Lord has put in your path, they're there by providence, not by happenstance. And you don't happen to be there by happenstance. Wherever you are, he wants you to be there to do what? To shine, right? To be that leak nose. So your mission, our mission, not just standing idle in the world like, oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You wake up in the morning and you say, all right, Jesus, where do you want me to shine? Like, I'll, I'll do it. Like, that's the task. You tell me, Lord. And then most importantly, you get the heck out of the way and let him work through you in three particular ways. You have to see people. And I don't just mean like, oh, I have eyes. Yeah, of course I see people. No. Like, see people. Like, really? Like, how Jesus sees people. We're so busy. We don't see people. Our eyes just brush past people. But to see people to notice, to be attuned to them. Secondly, to be willing to waste time with people. Like this is, like I feel this one deeply, to waste time, to pause, to engage, to, one of my friends uh, has been using this word often with me recently. He's like, you need to tarry more. Like we need to just tarry, just pause, linger with people. Because every person that you're with there's no, as C.S. Lewis says, there's no, you've never met an ordinary person. Every person that you're with is someone who is on their way to eternal glory or eternal damnation. Every person that you're with carries a story that if you saw it full-blown, it would make you weep and laugh uncontrollably until the end of time. You've never met an ordinary person to linger with people. And finally, to be willing to speak the name of Jesus to get a little vulnerable in that tearing, in that vulnerability, or in that pausing, right? To, to witness, to share, to offer a word of encouragement. And I really mean this, to say the name of Jesus. Like, if you really think, if you don't see Jesus as the answer to every human problem, ask yourself, why not? Why do I believe I should keep Jesus out of this? If we do this, if, this is, if these three things, if we really see people, if we really linger and engage with people, if we are vulnerable, if we share, we enter in with people, like we'll be agents of sabotage, bringing light into this dark world, and then our parish, our school, will become more and more heaven's embassy on earth. Right? The mission of the parish is not to be this sort of escapist country cottage, but it's to be a little microcosm of the world yet to come, that when people come here, when they come to our school, when they come to our parish, they're supposed to be like, oh, this is different. This is different. They love each other well here. They see each other. This tastes like the promised land a little bit. That's what we're supposed to do. So quit standing idly by. This is our mission. Let's step into it. Amen.